We are celebrating our 900th episode in style as the Ranger rookies sweep a two-game set against the Flyer rookies after posting a 3-1 win on Saturday. We're going to break down everything that happened in Game 2 of that series and discuss who helped their stock in the Ranger organization. All this and more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 900 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, again, you know, we'll we'll dive into the Rangers flyer stuff in just a second, but I'd be remiss if I didn't start today's episode by... You know, sending a heartfelt thanks to everybody who's, you know, been watching, listening to this show for any amount of time. Might even be your first time listening or watching today. If that's the case, definitely stick around. Uh, we tend to have a lot of fun here on Locked On New York Rangers as we go through, uh, you know, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the twists, the turns of New York Ranger hockey. Uh, anybody that's been watching this team for any amount of time knows that there's plenty of all those things. You know, there's, you, you ne- there's never a dull moment with the Rangers. I, I think that's the best way that I can possibly put it, but... You know, it's crazy. We're entering now, if you can believe this, and some of you guys have been there pretty much right from the start. We are entering now our fifth season, our fifth season, half a decade of covering New York Rangers hockey on Locked On New York Rangers. Uh, The first season, I remember I I started like, I think the Rangers had played like two or three games at that point, but for all intents and purposes, uh, this will be the fifth season coming up here and um, still feels like we're just getting started in, in a lot of ways. It feels like this podcast is still kind of in its infancy infancy let's try that again infancy um but yeah you know again any anybody who's been watching this whether you have been there from the start you know the the first couple of episodes a single digit episodes or uh you're just jumping on lately uh thank you guys all so much for that it really does mean a lot you know there's obviously a lot of people a lot of podcasts um that cover this team in in different ways you know whether they're uh beat writers at the game or, or some other podcast whatever it might be and there's so many good ones out there but uh it does mean a lot that you guys you know spend some time uh with me here on Locked On New York Rangers so again thank you very very much as far as this Rangers Flyers game I'm going to get to the details of this game in just a second but first I have to start out today's episode with a little bit of a call out of the New York Rangers because they didn't cover these games in really any sense of the word. Um, I'm basically going to be echoing a lot of what some of you might have even been saying on social media. Obviously, the fans, you know, the, the hardcore, passionate, diehard Ranger fans, not at all happy with the fact that the Rangers did not show up. Um, well, or, you know, the Rangers, the organization didn't show up in terms of, um, you know, obviously covering this game. But be that as it may, um, you know, I think it's one of those things where there's more interest in this than maybe the Rangers themselves even realize. If you're really into this team and you're with them every step of the way and you don't miss anything between, you know, the the preseason, the regular season, the postseason, then you want to see these games. There's only so many opportunities that we get to see all the Ranger draft picks in action in, you know, all, all at the same time. This doesn't happen all that often. It's a two-game set against the Flyers. Ranger rookies playing the Flyer rookies. People really want to see this game. Uh, Ranger fans, very passionate, very knowledgeable of their team. Um, And if I could venture a guess as far as why I think maybe the Rangers didn't cover this series, and let me say right off the bat here, 
I don't know this for sure, but this is what you're left to do when the Rangers don't cover this event and they don't even really give any explanation why. You know, the Rangers, uh, the social media, the, the Twitter handle, they were firing out a couple of highlights during this game uh, on Saturday, but... You know, it, it was just the goals that were scored. You know, it was very, very limited. Um, the clips would be like four or five seconds, and then that would be it. So if I could venture a guess as far as why I don't think the Rangers were there, I'm going to say it could come down to the fact that they know the people that are going to watch this are the passionate, diehard Ranger fans like me, like you guys, the people that are right on top of this team and uh, don't want to miss anything, any transaction, any storyline, uh, whatever it might be. And so that being the case, it's not like, like let's be real with ourselves here. The, the fact that the Rangers did not cover these two games, it's not going to like cause me or probably any of you to boycott the season and just not watch. I mean, let, let's get real here. We're all Ranger fans and we're all going to be there. And as far as like casual fans are concerned, they're just that. They're they're casual fans, and there's nothing wrong with being a casual fan. Let me say that. There might be people listening to this right now that consider themselves casual fans. That's totally fine. That's totally okay. But they're not going to you know, upset casual fans or lose any casual fans either because certain casual fans aren't going to really be all that interested in watching this anyway. You know, that this happened on Friday and it happened on Saturday, Friday night. You got plenty of things you can do on a Friday night. Uh, Saturday, the game was on at five. You got college football going on. So, you know, those fans might be looking to do other things, but it's just disappointing that they weren't there. I mean, the Flyers, at least they covered it in some fashion. You know, they covered uh, the Friday night game. You were able to go to uh, the Flyers website and watch it there as it was happening live. And then the Saturday game, it was weird. Um, they covered the game, the Flyers, but it was only available to people right there in the Philly area, or at least that's my understanding. And I gotta give a shout out to uh, Rachel from Locked on Flyers. She actually ended up uh, attending the Saturday scrimmage and sounded like she had a, a nice time there. I was DMing her and Russ from Locked on Flyers because I was like, do you guys like know how I can watch this game, where it's being shown? And um, there was no way to watch it unless you were in the Philly area. So, you know what, next year, and honestly, I'm, I'm like kind of serious about this. Maybe just go to the games. Maybe next year I'll, I'll just take a weekend. You, know, Me and my family can go. We can go watch these Ranger prospects in action. Uh, probably get some pretty good seats. I saw, you know, tickets were only going for like, you can get in there for like 30 bucks or so. I, I think in some cases, you know, depending on where your seat was, uh, possibly even a little bit less than that. So just a kind of disappointing. I, got, I had to give a little call out of the Rangers here. You know, I love my team, but they're dropping the ball not covering this because I, I think there's a lot of Ranger fans who would tune in, who would watch this. I mean, at the very least, does it kill you? I mean, do a YouTube stream or something. Even if you can't get it on MSG for one reason or another, uh, at least stream it online. There's a million different ways you can make it happen and give people some access, and uh, Rangers failed to do that. But uh, I do want to keep everything rolling in just a second. We're going to turn our attention to the game itself now that I got that off my chest and call out the Rangers uh, the way that I saw fit here. I want to uh, basically just go through game two, you know, talk about the highlights, the, the few highlights that I could piece together from just, you know, going on social media and whatnot. Obviously, I wasn't able to watch the whole game, uh, but we'll go through the highlights and talk about who stood out, including Bobby Trevino, who had two goals on Saturday. We're going to talk about him, a bunch of other Rangers as well. We're going to be doing that in just a second. But first, got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There is a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. 
So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And for the everydayers, you guys are going to want to stick around. I mean, we're less than a week away from Ranger hockey here. Granted, it's the preseason, but there's a lot of storylines and a lot of things to track uh, throughout the entire preseason. So we're going to work our way up to that. Going to do an episode where we look at you know, the biggest things that I want to see out of the Rangers uh, during this year's preseason. But for right now, let's go ahead and talk about this rookie game. Game two, the Rangers end up sweeping the Flyers. They win game one on Friday by a score of four to two. If you missed our most recent episode, I, I recapped that game, so you can go back and check that one out. Uh, but for right now, going to be focusing in on Saturday's game, game two. The Rangers win this one by a final score of three to one. So, you know, again, I wasn't able to watch this game. Nobody outside the Philadelphia area was. I was kind of hoping maybe it would be thrown up on YouTube by now, but no such luck. So I'm just going to piece everything together the best I can. Uh, to begin with, the goalie situation, you know, Friday night, Dylan Grant, I thought was the best player on the ice, was really impressed by uh, what he did, you know, making some really good saves early in that game, you know, showing uh, some good lateral movement, a uh, quick glove, everything you want to see from a goalie. And you hope that he can build on the strong playoff showing that he had last season with the Hartford Wolfpack as he, uh, you know, attempts to work his way eventually onto the New York Rangers. He, he's one step away and it's possible that job, Backing up Igor Shesterkin is his next year. Uh, we shall see. But this game was split by the other two goalies, which is how I thought the Rangers would do it. Uh, in addition to Garan, they also had Olaf Lindbaum and Talon Boyko in camp. And, and so you figure, you know, there's three goalies. Grant plays the whole first game. I don't think they're going to have anybody there and not play in either of the games at all. It was interesting how they did it, though. Uh, Lindbaum actually started the first game. He, or the first period, rather, the, the first period of the second game. And he got the win. He stopped all nine shots that he faced. And then they went with Talon Boyko for the second and the third periods. And Boyko was very good as well, stopped 19 of 20 shots. I thought maybe they would, you know, give whoever started the first period and a half and then give the other guy the last period and a half. But uh, they chose to do it this way. Uh, regardless, both goalies played very well. Uh, just for some context here. Lindbaum, 23 years old. He was taken by the Rangers in the second round all the way back in 2018. Now 23 years old um, and uh, played this past season in the ECHL with the Jacksonville Icemen. Had a record of 17, 10, and 1, but a goals against average of 3.01 and an 890 save percentage. So uh, it's nice to see him play well. Obviously, he struggled a little bit since the Rangers drafted him. That's obviously pretty high to take a goalie. And uh, thus far, you know, hasn't really worked out for for Limbaum all that well. Uh, then we also had Boyko coming into this game and uh, picking up the save, if you will, for, for any baseball fans out there. But Boyko, 20 years old, drafted by the Rangers in the fourth round in 2021. He played in the WHL this past year, 40 games, goals against average of 355 and a save percentage of 898 to go along with a record of 13, 24, and one. So they both scuffled last year. Obviously, look, Boyko's just getting started. He's only 20 years old. Um, but nice to see them both play well and uh, presumably make some nice saves. I'd love to be able to describe some of these saves for you guys, but uh, we've been through that. I don't need to keep bringing that up. Uh, Rangers did not cover the game. And so, um, you know, video highlights were certainly limited. Uh, as far as, you know, the Rangers scoring and, and how it all went down and you know, when did they score? Who scored? What was the scoring order? You know, with, with the Flyers scoring a goal there as well. Uh, you can start just 214 into the action. You had undrafted forward Luke McNamara opening the scoring. 
And the Rangers were nice enough to post this on Twitter, so I was able to uh, at least watch this goal. Basically, McNamara has the puck. He goes up the left side, veers hard toward the net, uh, takes a shot. It was turned aside, but the rebound went pretty much straight behind the flyer net. McNamara picked it up, swooped around the other side, scored on a uh, wraparound, and that gave the Rangers the one nothing lead. Looked like he might have banked it off uh, the goalie's pads and into the net. It's kind of hard to tell, you know, based on the camera angle. But uh, regardless, McNamara opening the scoring of this game. And anybody looking for some context on McNamara, uh, he was undrafted, as I mentioned. Played 130 games with the Saginaw spirit of the OHL over the past two seasons. 15 goals, 34 assists in that time. Uh, was also a minus 27 during those two seasons. So somebody that uh, looks like certainly a long shot to make it in the NHL, but never say never. We've seen undrafted guys uh, make it and make it in a big way in this league. And, you know, McNamara can't hurt that, you know, he opens a scoring here in the uh the second of two rookie games against the Flyers. We also had, I mentioned Bobby Trevino a second ago. He scores his first of two goals in this game. He makes it two to nothing at 17-17 of the first period. A beautiful drop pass from Ty Emerson. And for anybody that might need a refresher on Emerson, um, he was the defenseman that the Rangers picked up in the Patrick Nemeth trade. The Rangers, of course, shipping Nemeth over to the Coyotes, uh, along with a couple of draft picks. And back in the other direction came Ty Emerson, I believe one draft pick from the Coyotes. But he's here. Uh, he played with the Wolfpack last season. And, um, you know, somebody that's kind of organizational depth. We'll see if, if he w- works his way onto the Rangers at some point or another. But he made a nice drop pass here for Trevino. Uh, Trevino picked it up in the left faceoff circle. Pretty much went hard to his right, got into the slot area, uh, prime scoring real estate, and uh, just, you know, snapped a quick wrist shot and into the net, scored blocker side. That made it two to nothing in favor of the Rangers. Uh, We had Zade Wisdom of the Flyers. He eventually cut the lead down to two to one. This occurred with just 2.33 to go in the second period. So uh, Wisdom was, uh, he was noticeable in the first game, the one that we actually got to watch. And, um, you know, actually got into a fight and just played a physical and kind of in-your-face style of of, uh, hockey. So he scored there for the Flyers. Uh, Then in the third period, Trevino scores unassisted to wrap up the scoring of this two-game set. Basically, the Flyers had the puck in the Rangers zone. They were near the blue line. And Trevino put a lot of pressure on the defenseman there and basically just stole the puck. You know, kind of knocked it away from him and then picked it up in stride all in one motion. Uh, Trevino showed impressive burst here, impressive speed, goes in on the breakaway, and uh, he ends up scoring five hole. So that gave the Rangers the three to one lead. And uh, that was indeed the uh, the final score of this game. So uh, obviously nice to see Trevino, uh, somebody that himself was undrafted. And so obviously somebody that, you know, he if he plays well in camps like this, that's going to really help him. The next step for him um and you know what? We're actually going to talk about Trevino in just a second. Uh, we're going to get to Trevino, a couple other guys who up their cause uh, throughout this two-game set as well. First, though, do you want to let everybody know today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Jace Medical. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off 
by using code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. Promo code locked on. All right, let's keep everything rolling here. I wanted to go ahead and talk about uh, some Rangers that, you know, kind of helped their standing within it, within the organization, boosted their stock a little bit, use whatever expression you want to use, but basically the guys who played well and, uh, you know, might earn more opportunities in the future uh, with this New York Ranger team. Uh, and we got to start with Bobby Trevino again, showing up big in the second game here, scoring a couple of uh, really impressive goals. I didn't think he was super noticeable in the first game, you know, of this two-game set, the one we were able to watch. Uh, he got into a couple of skirmishes. He does tend to mix it up a little bit. Right at the end of the game, he, he was kind of getting into it with a couple of guys on the Flyers. And uh, he was actually wearing an A, so he was one of the alternate captains for this game. I didn't see the Rangers, like, announce captains or alternate captains or anything along those lines. I, I did happen to notice during the first game uh, that Matthew Robertson was also wearing an A. And we're talking a little, little bit more about Robertson uh, in due time here as well. But uh, Bobby Trevino, kind of an interesting story. He was undrafted. He is now 24 years old. And without going through the entire Ranger roster and checking the age of every single player, I get the feeling he probably was the oldest player uh, in this camp. Uh, he's going to be 25 in January. And uh, another undrafted player here, a uh, small left winger, just five foot eight, 161 pounds, uh, lefty shot. He did have a very strong career for himself in college at UMass. Uh, he was an alternate captain at UMass as a junior, became the team captain as a senior. And uh, they actually won a national championship while he was there as well. But 139 collegiate games for Trevino, uh, 43 goals, 78 assists, and a plus 73 in those four seasons combined. Uh, and then he spent parts of the last two seasons with the Hartford Wolfpack. He was there for the whole thing this past year, the year before that, just 11 games. Uh, he went there, if memory serves me right, pretty much right after his college career ended. So he ended up two years ago playing in 11 games with the Wolfpack and then 57 games this past season. So if we combine all those games and all of his numbers, he has now played 68 games with Hartford, eight goals, 21 assists. He's also a plus nine. And then also nine playoff games for Trevino last year, uh, two goals, one assist, and was a plus two. And as is the case with every single pretty much undrafted player that you've ever heard of, uh, he certainly does face a little bit of an uphill battle. It's not to say that it can't be done. We've seen undrafted guys, you know, have great careers and in some cases, Hall of Fame careers. Uh, he is in the final year of his two-year entry-level contract with the New York Rangers. Uh, despite his lack of size, he definitely does play with an edge, kind of gets under the skin of his opponents. I saw an old quote from uh, a Hartford Wolfpack assistant coach where uh, he basically said that the entire opposing team was was looking to get him, looking to go after him because he was just driving them crazy. Um, look, if Trevino, if he makes it to the NHL, really for any amount of games, but if he makes it and ends up having you know a solid career for himself and a lengthy career for himself, a lot of it's going to be heart and hustle. Uh, it sounds like he does not lack either of those two things. I'm kind of hoping that we at least get to see him uh, in camp with the Rangers and playing in a couple of the preseason games, at least just find out what you have. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a tough situation, right? Because he's 24 years old and it's not ancient by any stretch of the imagination, but compared to the other players in this camp, it is quite a bit older than, than quite a few of them. Um, so if you're the Rangers, you know, you probably want to find out what you have with this guy sooner rather than later before, you know, he starts to get older and, you know, it's not even worth your time at that point. Um, but by that same token, you can't prioritize somebody like Bobby Trevino over somebody like, I don't know, Brian Othman, Will Cooley, uh, Adam Sakura, some of these high draft picks that you have 
uh, high expectations for, but I'm hoping at the very least, you know, the Rangers have six preseason games. I don't think it'll kill them to put Trevino into, I don't know, two of them. Is, is that okay? You know, two or three of the games. Just see what he can do. Uh, this to me is somebody that if he does make it, it's probably gonna have to be as like a scrappy, gritty, probably fourth line type player. Uh, we'll see. But obviously, you got to figure if he, if he's in camp with the Rangers, uh, maybe he would have been anyway, but you have to figure these two goals that he scored here as well as he played. Um, that's going to have a lot to do with him uh, at least getting a look for the Rangers uh, this offseason. So we will see what happens there. I think another player that you know really kind of helped his stock and uh, played well for himself was Matthew Robertson. Now, Robertson quite a bit different from Trevino. I mean, first of all, Robertson's a defenseman. Trevino's a forward. Beyond that, Robertson, former second-round draft pick. So the Rangers, you take somebody in the second round, you have high expectations for them. Uh, you expect them to eventually be a contributing player to your franchise in one fashion or another. And in these two games combined here, Robertson ends up with a goal and two assists. So that's nice to see. Again, former second-round pick by the Rangers. He's 22 years old, so it's not like he's ancient at all, like not even in the slightest. Um, but we did talk about him in our most recent episode, and, you know, Molly Walker had the article about him as well. But kind of the, the gist of the article and, and what I mentioned in the last episode as well is that a lot of Ranger defensemen in this organization over the last couple of years have sort of surpassed him in the pecking order. You know, he's been jumped by guys that, I mean, some of them are, are players that the Rangers bring over via a trade. Some of them are, you know, free agent signings. Um, some of them are older. Some of them are younger. But a lot of different defensemen have kind of come and gone for the Rangers over these past couple of seasons here. And this has all happened without Matthew Robertson ever getting a game in the NHL or, or really, I mean, who's to say how close the Rangers were? Maybe they gave serious consideration to calling him up at one point or another, but we never really heard about it. So is he like still in the plans? Do they still really believe in him? Uh, I, I would like to think at age 22, they they still, you know, feel like he can eventually contribute to the team. Hopefully they do. Um, but his performance here, it wasn't just the three points. You know, he was solid defensively as well, just very steady back there. Didn't make any mistakes or anything along those lines. So I think Matthew Robertson really helped himself here. And who knows? You know, we'll see how it goes. Right now, I, again, it does seem like there's a lot of people in front of him. You get the five obvious defensemen who are going to be on the Rangers on opening night. Beyond that, you've got Zach Jones. You've got Eric Gustafson. Ben Harper is still there. Uh, Ty Emerson, I mentioned him a second ago. Uh, you know, he's played solid hockey for the Wolfpack overall as well. So we'll see. But uh, Robertson, I think this is a step in the right direction for him after uh, what was largely described as kind of an underwhelming season with the Wolfpack this past season. I didn't get to watch every Wolfpack game, but that was the general consensus uh, as far as people who cover the Hartford Wolfpack. But uh, he was actually out there with Robertson with Ty Emerson. And the two of them seemed to play pretty well together uh, throughout this two-game set. Uh, another, you know, trio of players here that I thought overall looked good, especially in the game that I got to watch. Uh, you had the top line of Othman, Henriksen, and Sakura. Uh, Othman and Sakura in the first game both drew a penalty each. Both had an assist. You know, overall, uh, that line was moving out there, and I thought they looked pretty good. And somebody else that kind of jumped off the uh, the screen for me, certainly in the first game that I watched. And I don't want to just go with all, you know, first-rounders. We haven't done that, but you know what I mean. We want to look at you know, the top picks and also uh, some dark horses as well. But I'm going to say Matt Rempe. You know, he was a six-round pick for the Rangers all the way back in 2019. And first of all, I mean, you look at him and he jumps off the screen because the guy's as tall as a skyscraper, right? So he's a big guy, um, very, very physical in, that, in the game that I was able to watch. Uh, he also got into a fight, dropped the gloves with wisdom. He won that fight. Uh, it was a short fight, and, you know, he pretty much, you know, socked him and just knocked him to the ice. So Matt Rempe, big, tough guy. Uh, maybe he can make it, you know, as something of an, an, an enforcer. 
Um, I, I know the enforcer doesn't have as prominent of a role in the NHL as it used to, but you know, if he can play good, tough physical hockey, uh, maybe be a little bit of an intimidating presence out there. There could be a future for Matthew Robert or Matthew Robertson, Matt Rempe, too many Matt's Matt Rempe in the NHL. Like I said, was very impressed with him in the first game. Just played very physical and just kind of set a tone uh, for the Rangers who ultimately uh, completed this two game sweep. Uh, also wanted to just mention as far as the rookie camp is concerned, Rangers were then off Sunday, off Monday, and they're going to have one more practice, it sounds like, on Tuesday. So last chance for a lot of these guys to make a good impression. I, I think the games against the Flyers, that's where you really kind of separate yourself, and that's where you really uh, you know, can improve your stock. But certainly in a practice, if you can stand out there, uh, that can only help as well. So, uh, yeah, obviously, look, I would have loved to have watched both these games. It didn't happen. Um, but it was a lot of fun to just kind of follow along with the Ranger rookie camp here, see all these guys that the Rangers have drafted the past couple of seasons and kind of pick out your favorite prospects. And, you know, when are we going to see Othman? And uh, I mean, Will Cooley wasn't there, but when are, when are we going to see Will Cooley? When are we going to see somebody like Adam Sakura? And then we've all got, you know, our favorite dark horse prospects as well. Brett Berard is up there for me. And after watching Matt Rempe, um, he, he's kind of climbing on the list for me too. But it's going to be a lot of fun to track the progress of these guys. And we will certainly do that. Um, on future episodes of Locked On New York Rangers. We always like to try to check in on the prospects from time to time. Obviously, we're going to spend most of our time talking about the Rangers, but we will from time to time uh, at least check in with the prospects as well. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. Once again, though, I just really want to thank everybody for, um, once again, sticking with the show, supporting the show in any way that you have. Uh, 900 episodes here today. So, I mean, it's just been a wild ride. And like I said, e even in just these four seasons that have gone by here, much less the entire history, of the New York Rangers, uh, so many ups and downs and twists and turns and controversy and, and, you know, you name it, the Rangers have done it over the past couple of years here. And, uh, you know, Hey, they got a heck of a team. I still believe that despite the early exit against the devils this past year. And, you know, fingers crossed that, uh, this can be a championship caliber season. We'll see if the Rangers can, uh, can make another deep run at it and give us something to cheer for, uh, come playoff time. That's obviously a ways away. Uh, can't wait to get the preseason underway. It's Ranger hockey in one form or another. There's going to be some positional battles. Uh, I think Zach Jones versus uh, Eric Gustafson for that sixth defenseman spot. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it looks like the forwards are, are pretty much set, but you never know. I mean, we'll keep an eye on you know, guys like Hoffman, guys like Cooley. Maybe they work their way into the opening night uh, lineup. I don't think that'll happen. I kind of even don't want that to happen because I think they could use some more seasoning in the AHL. I mean, Hoffman has never played in the AHL, so that's probably a good place for him to start. But look, if they uh, if they set the world on fire and they really impress and they claim a spot, then more power to them. But uh, yeah, I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Big shout out to everybody who's done that. Uh, we're now up over the 2,000 subscriber threshold and uh, climbing and climbing. So, uh, yeah, subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. And once again, thank you very much for uh, being part of this ride with me over these past handful of seasons. And definitely looking forward to uh, getting the season rolling here. But that will do it for today, guys. Uh, once again, thank you for tuning in. And I will see you next time.